We're getting famous already? Absolutely not. I feel exactly the same as I did, even though we have 14 million subscribers now. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Oh, we have, I was talking about the future. We have closer. Future to, we have closer to 14. Yeah. Subscribers. Well, at least on they're, YouTube. But they're all really, really important. Yeah. That, they are. They are all really important. And now, how many people are listening on YouTube? Probably not that many. You never know. Maybe people are listening and they just forget to slap like. Or comment. Or subscribe. Yeah. Everybody's watched our videos, they just nobody subscribes. Well, not nobody. There's you out there. So essentially what you're (laughs) saying, Ryan, is uh, be sure to like and subscribe (laughs) on YouTube. And if you do... Maybe you'll get more of this. Yeah, and then you can. Wow, that shot everywhere. You, know you can just, you can just go ahead and leave a five star review on iTunes, or you know, maybe even write a written review and we can read it on the show. Yeah, you can send in uh, suggestions or topics. Yeah, and if we'll, you want. Yeah. And you Otherwise, can Jacob or Ryan from the People Also Search for a podcast read it out loud. Yeah, if you're lucky. Really lucky. But definitely not in the, like, Gary voice. I mean, uh, it would be hard for somebody to ex- to be excited about their letter being read on the show when we we don't even have, like... A letter? People to be excited about our show. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody would be so hyped, though. They would... Th- we would read it. That means that somebody who, who wrote a review did something that affected our lives personally because we had to take the time to go through and read it in real time well, when and then edit it and put it into a show. That's dedication. That That's the kind of thing, Ryan, that will show the fans that we really care. <laughs> and we do <laughs> Which care. Which we do, we yeah. We do care. We care a I, lot. Yeah, I can speak personally. I'm not trying to do a bit. Ryan is just being weird and making it oddly personal. You know, and I like to be oddly personal with the fans. Uh, You just like to be oddly personal, period. Is that just how I am? I don't know. I guess you guys decide and leave it in the comments below. On your your tombstone, it's just going to say, Here lies Ryan, colon, oddly personal. (laughs) Ryan, oddly personal. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the last name Jones. You know, Jacob, we all have an origin story. Not me. You do. You were born <laughs> and then raised by a wonderful and loving family and Shut up. Moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. I was just trying to be cryptic. What? You ruined You don't it. want them to know? We all have a backstory. And you know, it leads up to our culture today and, and who we are. And all of the artwork has been influenced by many things in our current society. And just everything you see out there is 
is influenced from something from the past. And yeah. I, sometimes we like to explore the past that we've never, ever explored before. I know I do. Then are you ready? Yeah? Are you ready for this search right now? It's the search that we thought of directly before this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the spirit of total transparency ryan way to go we're always prepared for our impromptu searches of here we go indian india you want india folklore see what i uh, what i got hung up on a little bit is you know why it gotta be india you know, we might we might even search the folklore and find life's greatest uh, answers. Yeah. In inside of other cultural folklore, yes. aside from India. There could now, be I'm folklore. not trying to say India is not valid because they they have one of the most interesting folklores, Ryan. Do they? They really do. Buddhism or Hinduism, rather. Good stuff. There's there's some cool pictures and. And whatnot, all in there. You know, you got a uh, Kali. I think she's the uh, goddess of uh, of war. I think she's got skull. She's got Kadi. like a Kali. Kali. Yeah. I could search real quick. Kali, the goddess. And then you got, of course, Ganesh. <laughs> it says Kali, the goddess of destruction. Destruction. So I was pretty close. Yeah, war, destruction, same thing. Nice. Yeah, she's got a. She's got a skirt made out of human arms. <laughs> and a necklace made out of mini of human heads. Well, no, it's not mini. She's just a giant oh, goddess. Then, what's, but she's stepping on a guy that's like the size of her. Is he a giant? He's probably a giant man. Oh, okay. Maybe he's another guy that giant, she's killed because she's... He's a giant dick, The Ryan. goddess of destruction. He's a giant dick. He has a snake wrapped around his arm that looks kind of like it's coming from like the center of his crotch. From his so, crotchular yeah, region. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an appropriate way to say this. But, you know, uh, from it's his, like a penis. From his mons pubis, that there's a cobra emerging from in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Point. Very phallic. Very. We don't, we don't like that. I so, mean, and that's, that's why. Inappropriate, if you're actually. If you're down with the uh, matriarchy... You you might appreciate the uh, some of the depictions of the goddess Kali because she's just she's tearing it up. Yep, it's she, very respectable. She's you know everything's covered up. Uh, she looks like a a giant like Smurf lady though, with extra arms. Is that a good way to describe that? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but she would be like a giant Smurf. Yeah, a giant Smurf with swords and human heads, and oh, she's like dripping the. She has a human head in her hand, and she's dripping his blood from the, his head, blood. his head blood out of out his of neck. The, yeah, out of his neck, like a spout into like a, a gold it's kinda platter. It's kind of like it's kind of like Mortal Kombat, really. Yeah, it this I feel like Mortal Kombat based a character on this on Kali. Like there, there was definitely a character that had multiple arms. I forget who what her name was. Is there also a Mortal Kombat uh, character that is an elephant? Because there's a <laughs> Indian god that's an elephant called Ganesh. Ganesh. Yeah, he's like an elephant man. Indian. Well, god not Ganesh. like not like the elephant man. 
It, he he's just he has an elephant's head on a man's body, I suppose. Oh, this guy. Yeah, this guy right here. Yeah, Eleganish, Baba Ganoush, <laughs> Lord Ganesh. Uh, I like Lord Ganesh. My sweet Lord, he's cool. So my my Lord, I really wanna see you. Do you know that song? I don't think so. George Harrison. Oh, that's the first. Well, I really I probably heard it then. Is that what this makes really you think of? Be alone, but it takes so long, what, what my it, lord. What does Ganesh have to do with, with my, George my Harrison? Lord. Well, because he was, uh, wasn't he, didn't he uh, study Hinduism? Or was it Buddhism? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Did he? Did. It was, uh, it was one of the two, I believe. George Harrison? Yeah. George. I mean, George. For, a, for a while, they all went to uh to uh the east <laughs> they all went to uh to an asian country and like studied uh you know under like uh shamans and shit i don't think we're gonna fast is saying what did george harrison study but it's just saying what he studied like in his life like music and whatnot he was a pop star, songwriter, well, there is stuff producer. There is stuff in the first uh, thing, which is from Wikipedia. Oh, really? And it said views. he sings about his uh, beliefs. Uh, he does. Which, that's the song that I was singing. So Harrison. Wait, he just says, John's our official religious spokesman. So what did, what did John say? If you say you don't believe in God... Everybody assumes you're anti-religious, and you probably think that's what we mean by that. We're not quite sure what we are, but I know that we're more agnostic than atheists. Yeah, so they were spiritual, but they weren't, like, they didn't believe in the Christian, like, monotheistic god. Oh, okay. They believed more in Baba Ganesh. I know, like, at least George Harrison, like, believed in, like, reincarnation and stuff. He was, he, like, studied Buddhism and Hinduism. I like to believe that we're all one with the universe and that we uh, all just merge into dust and then reform back into other humans. That's what I believe. So you want to believe in, like, the scientific? Yes. Like, the truth of... Of being like reborn as something, but you're not, it's not in a spiritual way. Like your soul, your soul doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's to like, like an eternal like. Its energy is always transferred. It never ceases to exist. Yeah, but so with if you that, die your energy. Yeah, goes but somewhere else. But with that logic, that means like like the thing that you identify as you does cease to exist. Because you can't just have like a million billion little U's that are part of everything in the universe. Like that doesn't make sense. We are all one with the universe, Jacob. I'm just trying to parse out what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, we don't. I mean, we do exist and we don't exist. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Well, that's why it's called faith. Like you have faith in a specific thing like... I have faith in nothing. I don't, yeah, I don't really have faith that 
anything specifically happens to me when I die, but it sounds like you do. Oh, no, I was just, that's, I mean, that's good an idea. It's a theory. I, I just, I'm the kind of person that's just like, I don't know. Oh, so you were making fun of that, like, being yeah. one with the universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all In made, way, yeah. we're all made of stardust. It's not really, like, uh, making fun of it, because I, it's not like I don't think that that could be true. It's just, like. I don't know what to believe in in that in that uh, in that subject. Well, I mean, it is like relatable. But... Yeah, it is. Surprise guest, my kitty cat has jumped upon Jacob's leg, and she's joined us for the podcast. Yeah, say hello. Say hello, princess. She's not. She's not talking. At least not right now. She might, but. So, as far as. Uh you know like religious beliefs and stuff i think uh hinduism it's it seems pretty cool it does like their uh that's like part of their folklore really hinduism it's part of their religion that's tied into it whereas like in america like everybody has their own thing you're allowed to believe whatever you want yeah so there's a lot of different folklores in America. Yeah, it, there's always you there isn't there usually an equivalent uh folklore between different cultures. I mean when you're talking about religion like yeah, there's yeah. A, there's always like a through line. It's like a type of story that's being told that some, somebody's written but it's written to be to just get you hooked on it. Like hooked on phonics, like hooked on Jesus, you know. <laughs> Except Hinduism would be what? What's the uh, Hindu god named? There's all different. Yo, this is hooked on Hindu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hinduism has like a pantheon of gods. Like I was we showing you, uh, Kali religion. and Ganesh. What? You know, Kali and Ganesh. Like you just looked up. Yeah, Kali. They're and Ganesh. part of like a pantheon of gods in Hinduism. It's not a monotheistic religion like Christianity. Oh, okay. Or Judaism. Judaism. Good word. So I so you think that most of the folklore from like Hindu stuff is mainly from religion? You think that's where it like started? Oh, I think a lot of their culture has that infused into it. Yeah, it's and very I mean, different. It has a very specific look. But that's even like if you talk about Japanese culture, it's like Buddhism impacts their culture a lot because they're like very, you know, like serene and tranquil people and they're very courteous. And I think that has a lot to do with like the Zen nature of Buddhism and stuff, which there are a lot of Christians and in Asia, but you know, Japan is predominantly Buddhist. But they even have their own stuff too that impacted the culture. Like Buddha. Like Buddha. Yeah, everybody knows Buddha. You rub the Buddha and you get that lucky. Um <laughs> Isn't that what Buddha gives you? You get lucky if you if you rub his belly. Right? I I don't know. And like Maybe. Isn't it? Don't they say that like if you don't offer the Buddha like if you don't go up to him and offer him like a sandwich he'll he'll grow a gigantic like fanged open mouth like a crocodile and he'll I can't he'll say morph into that and I he'll can't take a bite out of you because you didn't give him a sandwich offering. 
I can't say I've heard of that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly what's going on. But right, I looked up the de- the folklores of well, I looked up Hindu folklore and I found specific. Yeah, it just brings you to India. Um, but the first one that I found on here is Panchat Panchatantra. Panchat the Panchatantra. Yep. Which is what? It is the lights of Kali. Wait, wait. I, this is a, there's a lot in here. I don't know what the original Sanskrit text, now long lost, in which some scholars believe was composed in the third century BCE, is attributed to Vishnu Sarma. However, based as it is on older oral traditions, its antecedents among storytellers probably hack bark back at the origins and language of the subcontinent's early social groupings of hunting and fishing folk gathering around campfires. This, I don't know where this is going. Panchatantra. These are bad. These are bad folklore. <laughs> wow. Bailed. I have to. I have to. <coughs> maybe I'll be. Maybe I'll do better on the Wikipedia page for Panchatantra. It's an ancient Indian collection of interrelated animal fables in Sanskrit verse and prose. Animal fables. They were doing like anthropomorphic shit way before america well 200 bce that's old yeah there's probably like native americans that did similar stuff they had a lot of like spirit beings that were like partially animals yeah that's what i was thinking when i was thinking folklore i was thinking more like spirit animals and this is their animal fables i this isn't going to give us something specific. Uh, important traditions and beast fables are represented by Pantachantra and Kaliya Dominia. Uh, beast fables are typically transmitted freely between languages and often assumed pedagogic roles or examples. This isn't telling us like any specific ones. It's just telling us what they are. I want a specific tale. I want a tale of the Panchatantra. This is hard, man. Well, yeah. It's... We're looking into stuff that has, like, millions and millions of, like, books on it. That's why I would think there would be, like, a Panchatantra for dummies or something that would just... You know, it would just tell you what you need to know. That's usually what we find on the internet. It's what we need to know. Right now, we're not finding what we need to read and know. <laughs> well, there's like a library series of Panchatantra. Panchatantra. <laughs> They're different stories. They're just like fables. Like, it's. I want to read one, though. I want to know how different it is from our culture. It's like. Is this different, or is it just the Bernstein Bears <laughs> in a different package, man? I mean, those were anthropomorphic in a way. I mean, these are just, I'm this sure. is just a lion that's yeah, like explaining it's, to somebody. It's probably very similar. There's a mansplaining lion just sitting <laughs> on a friggin'. It looks like a, it's like a, it looks kind of like a lily pad, but it's just a platform. Well, he's, he's a lion. Yeah. He, he's allowed he's to. He's up on pride cock. He's allowed. He's a fucking chode. <laughs> <laughs> 
the lines allowed to uh that was, king explain weird i don't know what i was going with that yeah he's allowed to king explain yeah because he's the king of the jungle um yeah well if you're looking for a specific story you're probably not gonna find it in images so i mean if you want to read one you probably have to like just find a title of a specific one Panchatantra story in English for kids. There we go. 11 best tales of Panchatantra for children. See? I knew it would be on the internet, right? We just had to pretend like we were children so that we could find something well, that no, we would be you, able to use. Well, you just put in four kids at the end, which yeah, that was is a thinking. little surprising. But Why? Well, no reason. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you're a fully fully adult grown man or anything. but I, I am. <laughs> but I thought that if we looked up children's stories that, that we would find like an actual story because most... Folklores are like targeted stories. at children's. Yeah, they're stories. No, they're targeted at everyone. Yeah, but some. I mean, you read them when you're a kid. So I was thinking, like the storybooks for children, we would find something. We did. I found. I found a whole list. So you're saying like, the Berenstain Bears is the folklore of America? America. Yeah. The the Bernstein Bears are the folklore of America, and like everybody where, knows, and it. like where the sidewalk ends, and like the very hungry caterpillar, like that's yeah. all American folklore. It is, and and uh, <laughs> Doctor Seuss and the Lorax and shit. Yeah, all right, that's all American folklore. All right, I got you. They're the cautionary tales of our time that teach our generation what is and what is not. And to give a mouse a cookie. Yeah, to give him. I mean, moose a muffin. If we didn't, if we give a moose a muffin. If we didn't teach America's youth about what happens when you give a mouse a cookie, where would we be? We'd be fucked, Ryan. Yeah, we'd be screwed. We'd be royally frigged. America never would have even gotten. It wouldn't have gotten half as far as it did. We'd be uh, speaking with British accents right now. Well, I guess that'd be kind of cool, though. I guess uh, all these books we're talking about came way after that, so. But if they did come before then, everything would have been solved. You got number one, the monkey and the crocodile. Once upon a time in a forest. And these are the Panchatantra. Yeah. Once upon a time in a forest, there lived a monkey who resided on a jamboon. For those Americans out there, that's a berry tree. I think it says jamoon. Jamoon. Not bam not jamboon. It's a berry tree, which was on the banks of a river. In the same forest there lived a crocodile and his wife. One day the crocodile came to the banks of the river and rested under the tree. The kind hearted monkey offered him some fruits. The crocodile came back the next day for some more fruits. As he loved them. As days passed by, the crocodile and the monkey became good friends. All right, Jacob, I'd like you to read his paragraph two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One day, the monkey sent some fruits for the crocodile's wife. She ate the fruits and liked them, but was jealous. As she didn't like her husband spending time with the monkey, she told her husband 
<laughs> if the fruits are so juicy, I wonder uh, how sweet the monkey's heart would be um, getting me the this heart getting, of the monkey. This is getting really scary. The crocodile was not willing to kill his friend, uh, but had no choice. He invited the monkey to his house for dinner, and the wife would like to meet him. The monkey was happy, but couldn't swim, so the crocodile was on his back. The crocodile was happy that, that he had tricked the monkey. However, while talking, he blurted out the real reason for the monkey to be in his home. The clever monkey said, You should have told me earlier I left my heart on the tree. We must go back and get it. Uh, the crocodile <laughs> believed him and took him back to the tree. Thus, the clever monkey saved his life. Wow. Wow. That's uh, it's pretty deep. I've learned that crocodiles' wives are just bad people. I think you mean that you learned choose your company wisely and always have presence of mind. So there you go, Ryan. Yeah. I, I know you can take it. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like his wife was bad and can... he chose to help the monkey. So the crocodile was good and the monkey was good, but the wife was bad. I never get married because I read this book. Yeah, what welcome uh, people also search for where we uh, have presence of mind. Yeah, we were present at all times. Ryan is uh, solid as a rock over here, and, you know, I'm just as good. <laughs> if not better. <laughs> well, we're all solid. That's what I've learned. Solid as Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that guy. The stork. In the crab. I don't know if we want to keep reading stories. That was a pretty good story. I mean, these are, you know, going to be very uninteresting because they're not like. Not even the loyal mongoose? <laughs> well, maybe the loyal <laughs> mongoose. I'm just saying they're very, like, dumbed down. Yeah, they are. There's. You mean people aren't going to have to think that much about them? Well, yeah, because you looked specifically for kids, like, you know, tail. You like. think you think the quote, she lost her temper and shouted, you killed my baby in anger. <laughs> she lost all control and killed the loyal mongoose. When she entered her house, she saw the baby alive and the dead snake beside him. She realized what happened and regretted her actions. What? So she kills a baby and then regrets her actions. That's not what's in a children's, a children's book. That that mongoose ain't loyal. Yeah, I'll tune that. <laughs> I, I'm sure you know babies die in, in every folklore. It you know like, doesn't like Bambi. I mean, kids have to learn about except with his mom. Yeah, so it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, but you know, kids have to learn about. The possibility of baby death at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and why not better than the story of the loyal mongoose? There's no better story to learn about death and dying. I mean, <laughs> what's the best story to learn about death and dying? I'm curious. Put it about twice. Did I? It's really hard to type sometimes. I know it is, Ryan. It's okay. Sometimes I'm sure sometimes. the I'm sure the listeners forgive you. I'll be I'll be much faster next time and then you can 
You can get right back onto this gratifying info. People also ask, how do you explain death to a child's book? What? How do you explain death to a child's book? <coughs> can you can someone tell when they are dying? How do you explain to a three year old about death? This is pretty dark stuff, right? Here. Yeah, but you search what's the best story to learn about death or about about death and dying. Oh, I mean, there's 64 children's book about death and grief. Hmm. Let's see what they are. The elephant in the Wait. room. In the elephant. Uh, Jacob, pick a random number. The between... elephant being death. Yeah, <laughs> D- Jacob, take a pick a random number between one and sixty-four. Sixty-nine. That's not in between one and sixty-four. <laughs> I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a second choice. Uh. Six. Do All right. So this was a list. Four of... nine. Okay. Well, fine. Let's Wait, let's see six, six and nine. nine. Yeah. Okay. Six. When Dinosaurs Die, A Guide to Understanding Death, Dino Life Guides for Families. So For kids four to eight. Yeah, for kids four to eight. So when you're four to eight, you want to read a story about dinosaurs dying and understanding why they died. And mm-hmm. that, that's, that's number six. But number nine, Tear Soup, A Recipe for Healing After Loss. That is a much more morbid-sounding book. That one sounds a lot tastier, though. I think that that one would be for the kids that are uh, a little bit... Um, they've moved a little bit past being a child. You know, it's it's the A-to-plus range. That makes sense. Like, they, they're not as tempted by stories about dinosaurs anymore. Now, they still like dinosaurs, and they're cool, but they're, like, they're starting to become a real human, Right? They want, they want a real human. Yeah, they need. I'm a, a real boy. They need a real human story. Some like eight year old. Mommy, I want to know about death. I'm a real boy now. You can get it on Amazon for sixteen ninety nine, but Tear Soup. Look inside. Now Amazon has been uh, sponsoring us, so they're la- allowing us to look inside books for free. It looks like um, <laughs> it looks like uh, the image that's on the cover looks like something that would be hanging in a boomer's house. Like a 70- or 80-year-old person's house <laughs> in the kitchen. Yes, it totally does. And it's been there for like 45 yeah. years. Oh, somebody gave us this uh, as a wedding gift. You take it down when they die, and it, there's just like a perfectly like like piece of wallpaper behind it yeah from how many years it's been hanging there yeah and you look into you look at the center and there's a small combination lock and you you put in the combination for weeks trying to figure out what the what the lock is just because you know you need to know grandma's secret and and you go and you finally crack the code and the 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 combination was six nine six it's right. a it's a two oh it's six nine six yeah it's six nine six mm. and and then inside what do you find you open the safe and you find a copy of tear soup a story by patch flybert and chuck declan and then you're just like grandma what what do you it's because she wanted to teach them about death she knew she was dying she wanted to leave it to the kids okay that's that seems like a very morbid thing to leave the kids, but at least and, and there's lots of bars of gold. 
Oh. That, is that better? We're we're not we're talking about death and dying. <laughs> we we have better? to be morbid. It, it's it well, is, it's a little bit morbid. It's a little morbid. Well, fortunately for us, there's a preview of. I I assume this is like maybe the first couple pages of the book. Probably. Soup. And the first thing that I got to note right off the bat, the very first words on this page, Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> really? Freaking graphic design. That's people. the best you could come up with. <laughs> Fucking Comic Sans. It does look it looks suspiciously low quality. And then here's and then here's what we follow up Comic Sans uh Tear soup after it says, Oh, oh, there's our says special me. guest. Yeah, she's in the studio, she's up and going. Yep, some cooking requires that you measure ingredients exactly, but making soup is different. Soup making is an art, and you are an artist. <laughs> Improvising as you go, your only goal is that the blended creation will both satisfy your hunger. And soothe what hurts. What's true about soup making <laughs> is also true about grieving. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's a metaphor, Ryan. <laughs> Why did it have to be soup? Because there's uh, soups use many ingredients combined. I'll tell one. you why. You're going to tell In me why? In our richly illustrated <laughs> new book, <laughs> Grandy has just suffered a big loss in her life. <laughs> Not our book. I'm speaking as, like, the narrator. And so she is cooking up her own unique batch of tear soup. Tear soup gives you a glimpse into Grandy's life as she blends different ingredients into her own grief process. Her tear soup will help to bring her comfort and ultimately help to fulfill the void in her life that was created by her loss. (laughs) Following Grandy's story, you will... Find cooking tips to use in dealing with grief. If you are the cook, if you're the friend of, or if your friend is the cook, soup making and time. If a child is the cook, if you are a male chef, wait, wait, there's no female chef. It's just <laughs> if you are a male chef, like what the hell? If there are two of you cooking, okay, mm. but it has to be two men because apparently there can't be any female <laughs> chefs in a uh, tear soup. Is that implying that women are better at dealing with grief than men? It could be. I don't know if I find that true or false. <laughs> Probably false. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a little bit confusing. The comic sans immediately made me not think too highly of this. Oh, uh, there are some cool illustrations, though. I am digging these illustrations. But, Look at that perspective. But guess it's what? Beautiful. There's subtitles at the bottom, or whatever. It's the story, I assume. It, it literally looks it's like comic a poorly Sans, made, Ryan. It's a poorly made meme. Like, it's it's a, like a meme where the person didn't use good text. It's like a beautiful, beautiful illustration, and then Comic Sans. There once was an old and someone wise woman with everyone gone It's like, come on, put it in Times New Roman or some shit if you want anyone to take your book seriously. Wait, the first page of the story is just like going out and saying what's happening. It's not even like... I know, it's there's no pomp and circumstance yeah, whatsoever. It's just like, she just suffered a big loss in her life. And then like, it doesn't, like, that's it. Like, that's one of the first lines. And it's like, oh, well, now I, it doesn't even matter. You already and gave then the it do- away. And the dog's just looking over like... Shut your fucking bitch mouth. Like, why, why are you crying? She's like, 
She's like, we all gotta deal with this. She's shit. she's leaning against the doorway and like holding her stomach like she's sick and 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 sad and and the dog just like, what the fuck is wrong with you, you sad bitch? <laughs> you better be going into that kitchen and get me my dog food right now. <laughs> you bad. I hope you ain't now sad you- about there being no Alpo left, cause I'll bite <laughs> your fucking face off. I don't even know what Alpo is. Now, what what is Alpo? Real That's quick. a type of dog food. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I prefer the kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. Kibbles and bits. This lady ain't got no kibbles and bits. She's got many cans of soup, though. And she's got a broken heart. Her heart's broken because she had a big loss. What is with everything in this being like soup like are all the stories in this about soup yeah and the soup's made of tears yeah no it's it's much easier to pull soup in a can from the shelf and heat it on the stove like this literally soup is like a a in like a thing and like a, a reoccurring theme in this like everything's about soup yeah no shit all the stories are about soup what the heck? It's like a series of stories about soup, but also, why, how does that relate to grief? The soup like, is is grief. It's a metaphor, Yeah, Ryan. the soup is a metaphor for grief, but why soup? So you're telling me that, like, even after all this, you still don't, like, you can't wrap your mind, like, even though you search specifically, like, for kids' stories, you can't, like... You, you can't, like, connect the dots there. What What are they just saying, like... You your soup get you, okay so like, it's called they're saying tear that it's grieving. soup. I know it's called tear soup, but like with soup, it's like you you leave the soup on the counter. You know, it gets cold. Maybe it spills over a little bit, but like that's that's not that's not how it's not a good metaphor for grieving. Just soup. What is it? Because like you make soup when you're sad, and then you like cry into the soup, and then it's tear soup because you're crying into it. Well, that's being very literal about it, but uh, if you yourself are a male chef, which you are, a chef of, um, you know, grief, that is, maybe some quick bullet points for you would be the wor- <laughs> the world may not see you as you, the bereaved person that you are because of your gender. In our society, you may be seen only as the support person. I'm being very offended. A right role now. you probably play very well. I fi- this is extremely sexist against men. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I know what it's like to experience oh, what man. what what like what feminists are talking about with women. I'm hurt. I'm hurt, Jacob. This book hurt me. <laughs> I lost the page. Oh, I got you. Because I wanted to zoom in on it. Hang on. Hang on. There it is. There it is. Yeah, because there's no, if you are a female chef section. I want to hear more about this, if you are a male chef. If you have been taught from an early age that big boys don't cry. This is some liberal cuck media yeah, bullshit. Yeah, this is. You got to have balls in this country! Ah! <laughs> Do you, you have to have balls in this country? You may feel 
ashamed of your own tears. I don't. I don't fucking give a shit. I want actually. To know that I, cry. I don't. You know. I don't get ashamed of my own tears, Ryan, because I know I don't even have any tears. <laughs> the last time I got sad, I felt like my eyes felt weird, and but nothing came out, and I'm like, hmm. I guess it just makes my they eyes all feel dried weird. Up. All dried up. Yep. Other people may also be uncomfortable with your tears and your fucking toxic masculinity. Don't hold your grief in. Find a safe place or someone who is not afraid of your grief. Jesus Christ. This tear soup fucking sucks. All right. People may tell you how strong you are when told you are in grief. Don't don't con- confuse grieving with weakness and not grieving with strength. In fact, holding grief in is very hard on your body. And can weaken your health, Ryan. Did you know that? You fucking... You fucking macho piece of shit. I didn't know... I've never grieved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's because your toxic masculinity doesn't... so masculine that I've never been grieve. All your fucking disgusting testosterone just makes you a... I don't even understand the definition of grieve because I've never experienced it. It makes you a sociopathic monster that just goes on 4chan and fucking talks about how much of a how much of a bitch that your ex-girlfriend is you you oh my (laughs) you went a little bit too real there (laughs) assume that your initial response to grief is the right response for you at that time try not to behave as others think you should but as you need to hear that ryan that's what you need to do if you're a male chef of tears and of sadness yeah basically it's like saying like have you ever felt like a person then you're wrong <laughs> that's what it's saying yeah it's like have you ever experienced what all people feel it's like oh well you shouldn't have because you're a man oh they're saying that yeah you need to break the stereotype and that it's okay to to be a little bitch yeah it's all right to be a little bitch Hear that, but Hillary? But not in this country. It's okay to be a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Here we go, Ryan. If there what? are two of oh, you Oh, there cooking. are two of us cooking. There's two cooks All in right, this let's get We're cooking. going on an adventure. Let's get cooking with this liberal fucking propaganda to teach little kids how they need to feel. Go ahead, Ryan. Let's hear about it. All right. If, if there are two of you yeah, cooking. Yeah, if there are two of you cooking, you know, grief is unique to the individual. You may both experience the same loss, but you won't grieve in the same way. In other words... Don't tell me how I grieve, Ryan. I'm looking for a safe space. <laughs> it's okay. You're in it together, but you are in it alone. Everyone dies alone. Yeah, everyone dies alone because, you know, even if you're in it together... You're always alone. Nobody ever understands you. <laughs> That's what this is saying, Dad. Ryan, is that nobody's ever gonna? Understand is that a little us. tear in your eye? It's coming down. I, I think we need to go it. to the gym and pump some weights to get all those fucking tears out of you. Yeah, yeah. I need my tears to dry up. I'm gonna go do some squats with some barbells on my legs. <laughs> with some barbells. <laughs> with some duct taped barbells to my legs, <laughs> and then I'm gonna 
put a big old weight in my hand, 15 or so pounds, you know, not too much. You don't want to hurt yourself. That's, then, a, that's a real big weight. Yeah, it's a big old 15 weight, 15 pounds. pounds. And then you put that in each hand, that's 30 pounds your, right there. Your biceps are going to yeah, be shredded. Yeah, they're going to be shredded. They're going to be so ripped. And then my, my thighs are going to be huge from all the squats. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. squatting with the... Yeah, I'm squatting with the... With the the barbells taped to my legs and 15, 15 pound, pound barbells <laughs> yeah, no, fi- yeah 15 pound barbells <laughs> strapped to my legs 15 pound weights in each hand we're up to like 60 pounds that's and you're like- and you're squatting some weight that's below your waist <laughs> yeah 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 you don't want to have to work too hard we're doing this the scientific way <laughs> sounds like to- people also need to search for how to go to the gym probably but anyway, what for, is a barbell? What is a barbell? <laughs> that, I don't know why that's the first thing that came <laughs> to my head. I was just like, uh, sports equipment, sports equipment, sports gym, equipment. gym equipment, gym equipment. And then it was like barbell. Like, ah, oh, damn it. Uh, let that one go. I'm signing up in the Olympics this year for the 30 yard barbell toss. <laughs> I'm going to sign up for the 30 yard barbell dash. <laughs> You have a barbell uh, taped to each of your legs. I'm going to hit up the barbell arena this this week weekend to train. (laughs) I got the barbell 4K coming up. Um, I can't wait for the barbell. um, What's the baton toss relay race? The barbell relay. Mm, Yeah, we can each have barbells and toss the relay back to each other, or the the little baton back to each other, and then you know then uh, you'll just know that. At first, you may feel closer to each other than ever before, but that may change the farther you get away from your shared loss. What? You may change the farther you get away from your shared loss. You may so you change your father. Uh, it probably says farther, since it has an A. Farther. Oh, okay. But that may change. That may change the father you get away from your shared loss. (laughs) (laughs) I like it if you change the father better. Yeah. Because if you change the father, then you change the self. I suppose that's true to some extent. Try not to judge each other. Talk to each other when you can, you know? Sometimes we gotta report record the podcast when we're supposed to record it. Sometimes you forget, and then uh, you gotta record it a different day. But it's always gonna get posted on the same day, <laughs> so it's okay. So you don't need it all. So you know, don't let your uh, partner be the, your only source of comfort. Yeah, you also need to have that uh, that flashlight. That right, Ryan. You need that body pillow with the anime girls on. It. <laughs> The waifu pillow. Takikamora. What is it called? Takikamora. Okay, I don't know if I should get into that. Get into what, Ryan? Tell me more. The... We haven't had Weeb Corner in quite a while here on People Also Search For. Alright. Japanese body pillow. Yeah, Daki, Daki Makura. Daki Makura. Mm. Daki Makara sounds hot. I knew it was something like that. For some reason, I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> think of it at the time. 
But you know, sometimes you're the alone. The picture is like a 3D rendering of, <laughs> of a pillow, and yeah. it looks so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's not even a real pillow. Yeah, this is a Wikipedia, and it's not even a picture of a real uh, Ducky waifu on. pillow. It's a 3D fucking rendering. Ducky Makara. You know, they're special objects. I've learned that. Is this part of uh, Japanese folklore, Ryan? I think that Japanese folklore Making has Making love to a pillow. Now, I th- I think the idea of these is great. I, I think In what sense? <laughs> I, I think it's funny. You know, some people it helps. You know, like some people need a, a nice... Uh, a, pillow to cuddle with in their beds when they're alone and you know sometimes you're into the anime uh style and you you're like okay i'd like to have my my room decorated in this style and then you just you know you have to have a pillow with you and you know body of pillows are a thing they're comfortable to sleep with so you know some people are into that you know you mean the utility of a large pillow yeah yeah the utility of a large pillow but then you know if you you want it decorated like in a certain way you know to match your your bedroom because you're a weeb (laughs) or something like that yeah to match all your fucking wall scrolls yeah oh man yeah you get you have to have something on the bed and and all your anime figurines and i i'm saying you're in the royal you're as as in like all uh you know anime people Yes. Oh, all of your, as in every single. Yeah, I'm not excluding you, but I'm not saying necessarily you. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody has them, but uh, everybody wants them. I know that's that's (laughs) the case. Totally. I've considered it many times. Oh, you mean the uh, the pillow? Yeah, I've considered purchasing one of these. I've Mm -hmm. been to a lot of conventions, and you know, you know, you see a anime body pillow, and you're like, do I really want to go that far? Do I, mean, I want to go that far? I could see, like, having one because I thought it was funny. Yeah. And also because it's just, like, a large pillow that you could use and in bed. But That's kind of like the other the other but, but, side of it. But it's, it's like... Funny. It's ironic. Yeah, I guess. But it's like, I don't know if I... It's like, I, I wouldn't even be able to pick one because I don't have, like, a specific, like, you know, anime woman that i'm like ooh, she's my favorite you just you just have to or a white wa- waifu is essentially what i'm describing looking through the waifu pillow rack at a <laughs> the japanese anime rack. yeah at a japanese looking through the waifu pillow rack at a japanese anime convention is very similar to swiping on tinder you know, you, you, you swipe past each pillow, you know, you're swiping on the girls, and it's like, you know, sometimes you see a girl that you're like, you yeah, know, I would go on a date with that. Well, and then are that's they... the one that you swipe right, so and then are... you take it out, and you purchase it. So are these, like, established, like, IPs, or are they just random pictures of anime girls? They, I'm pretty sure they have both. I've definitely seen, like, I've seen some, like, weird fan-made ones, and I've seen, like, I, I found, I went to a, a convention once, and there were... Daki Kamura or Daki Makura, da- Daki Makura. I don't know why I keep saying. I know that it's Daki Makura. It's fine, Ryan. I'm just, I'm just deep in, <laughs> I'm deep in thought here this time. So th- I found a, a Sans from Undertale. See, this is when Ryan really ap- applies his brain power and his critical thinking is when he when we're talking about something as riveting as Daki Makura. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, no, so Sans, comic Sans, you know. It's where Sans' name comes, but I found a body pillow of Sans from yeah. Undertale. Like well, that's not even anime. I know, but that's it's like 
It's like cultural appropriation. It's like they took the idea of the Dagimakura. Well, at that point, it is. It, yeah, yeah, it's just like a joke at that point because the whole. I assume the reason there's pillows like this is because people want to like cuddle with their favorite character. I assume. There's probably some people that that's true for, but I feel like at this point the anime community is so large that mm. it's and almost, growing every day. It's growing every day, and I think that. I think that it's just become part of the culture. Like, it's ironic to have one. Like, I don't think anybody uses them for their actual... Their actual... <laughs> <laughs> I think they do, Ryan. Their actual purpose. I think they do. <laughs> so, like, people don't... You don't think people, like, use them because they're, like, in love with the character. Yeah. I, now, I think, like, if <clears throat> if I were to buy one or and people I know that are into it, if, if somebody would to, was to buy one, usually you buy it of, like, your favorite character or your waifu or whatever, but you don't... You don't... Uh, I, I don't know if it's, like, exclusively like that. I feel like a lot of people just buy a random character. Like, it's not... It, I feel like more people buy like either more than one or a random character than like it's like oh I need to have this girl. See, do you remember when we were talking about the uh, inflatable sex dolls? <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is in a very like similar vein of like you might buy one of these as like a joke gift for somebody. Like yeah. oh, here's your fucking uh, anime Two girl wifey, pillow, you fucking girlfriend. pervert. Yeah. But I, I like at least like this has a function like you can use it to like sleep on it. Yeah. Whereas the inflatable thing, it's just like simply a waste of money. Like I doubt, I doubt people are risking cutting their dick open on an inflatable sex doll when there's like you know full like fully sculpted uh, silicone women now that you can yeah. buy for four thousand fucking dollars. Yeah, and if you don't have four thousand dollars, you can just buy the vagina part for ten, you know, <laughs> and put it inside your waifu pillow. Yeah, you can do that if you really wanted to. Now, I'm curious if the the idea behind this. Now, I don't know if oh, also if the chicken came before the egg or anything, but yeah, like the, I'm talking what was making out with your pillow to practice. I don't see how that would be qualified did, did as that, practice. Did that come? Well, that's like that was like a thing that ha, like was joked about, like in in TV shows and whatnot. Yeah, but it's not like day. it's not like kissing a pillow gives you any type of simulation of no, kissing it, a person. It doesn't. But I'm saying like, did the idea of the this the waifu pillow come from? <clears throat> well, the, I don't. Uh, this the idea of people making out with their pillows like and practicing that. I don't know, but I did just notice that like. In the very uh, description of the word here on Wikipedia, it says it's uh, from Daki, which means to embrace or cling, and Makura, which is a pillow. So it's essentially like a pillow that you like cuddle up with. Which I yeah. guess that's, that's yeah, like that's the, what it is. That's it like the sense. same as like what a body pillow is to us, but. A body pillow, just like it's it's essentially just saying that it's a large pillow that's like the size of your body, but this is almost implying that it's like for hugging and cuddling, right? Yeah. I have a giraffe print body pillow. Does that say anything about me? That you want to fuck a giraffe? I, I guess. mean, basically, it's like the size of like a giraffe, like a real giraffe's neck. So like, if you like 
you cuddle it, it's like you're hugging onto a big old giraffe neck and you're riding through the forest and having a good time. <laughs> riding through the forest. Yep, riding through the forest on a one horse open. You know. Like that. Is that where giraffes are? In yeah, the a one horse open giraffe. I, 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 there's no. That's not where they are. Okay. <laughs> That's not where they are. That's not where they are. I know. I know that they aren't there. You know, in they're the in the, they're in the ocean, in the deep forest of the Ohio. deep ocean of Ohio, the deep deep ocean of Ohio, full of swimming giraffes with tiddly wings, water wings. Well, yeah. I'm starting to feel that we veered pretty far off course from. Looking at folklore. Yeah, we were just telling a story. <clears throat> we were telling a story about what? Giraffes. Oh, no. I'm just saying in general. Like, we learned about uh, Hindu culture a little bit. We and, did. Not too much. Or folklore, rather. And then uh, that was about it. Yeah, and there's, there's no, we didn't learn that much about it. I mean, it was very hard to, to, to learn about it. It's it's much easier to read children's books, but we um, will probably look more into folklore. But there's so much folklore that we don't. We're gonna yeah. have to make a list of folklores to even look into folklores, which we might. I'd like to do. I'd like to look into sp- some specific things later. And uh, well, yeah, there's. You know, there's hundreds of different, like, cultures that you can study the folklore, and they all have their their own, like, interesting parts. Because when, we when you were talking about Hinduism, I was thinking of, uh, uh, like, Greek mythology. Because that's, like, a similar thing where it's, like, a pantheon of different gods. They're all, like, different characters and stuff, like Zeus and... Achilles and all those crazy guys. There's so many of them. I just wish I could find one that I could tell everyone about. Man, the mongoose shows up everywhere. There's a mongoose and the farmer's wife. Oh, yeah, we read that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Quick. But, so that wasn't just a children's one. Like, that's a... Like, just one of their most famous... Oh, yeah. No, the ones that you were looking at, though, they were, like, for kids. Like, they were explained in a way that was for kids. Yeah. The Cliff Notes version. Why read the whole thing when you can just understand everything in a few sentences? That's how I've learned about the world. Yeah. There's the world of tales. Uh, Welcome to the Indian Folk Tales page. Oh, the world of tales... Worldoftales.com is a great name. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And then you have all the different... They're all on there. We might have to revisit this website at some point. We might have to visit it right now. We're going to visit it right now. Man, I I like this one. Yeah, there there might be even enough content to uh, revisit it again in the future. But, you know, you got Asian folk tales. We were talking about that a little bit. They even have fairy tales. They have in there, Grimm's right? fairy tales. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll save we'll fairy, fairy tales. tales. Yeah, fairy yeah. tales is a little bit. That can be than its folklore. that can be its own thing. There was this really cool PlayStation <clears throat> Three game called Folklore that I I liked. 
but mm. we'll get into that never. I mean, oh. we could play that. That would be fun to play. Yeah, we could play it on our YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe there, please. It'll really help us out and like and comment and do whatever you want. All right, they have they even broke down all the Asian like subcultures, Asian, Arabic. Wait, they put Is that say that said Arabic under Asian? Asian. Yeah, Arabic. Arabic. I wonder why they put Arabic with Asian, but anyways, Chinese, Indian, Japanese, Filipino. I I <clears throat> Ryan, I, I don't know why my voice is squeaking so much, but <laughs> I'm kind of interested to hear about uh Japanese folk tales yeah a little bit yeah i mean we're already talking about japanese stuff and you know yeah i do i do know about a few where wait where is that yeah it's on it's under asian folk tales ah, asian there's folk a drop tales. down okay and you yeah okay. well you clicked on the wrong one but wait oh you have to click on the specific one i assume so. japanese folk tales yeah, right. you're right. Oh, Japanese fairy tales, Green Willow, and other Japanese fairy tales. They got they got you know plenty of content here on WorldofTales.com. Plenty of content, and you know, the number one content on the Japanese fairy tales book <sighs> is my Lord. My Lord. Bag, bag of, of rice. rice. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, lord, that is a bag of rice. That I feel, is a big old I, bag of rice right there. I feel like we can make My Lord bag of rice as like <laughs> an like a extremely offensive uh, uh, Asian character in the same universe <laughs> as General Raspberry and Colonel Blueberry. <laughs> like they go to Asia and they meet Lord Bag of Rice. <laughs> I am Lord Bag of Rice. And then, and then it's he's got like his sidekick, like Chance Wonton Man. <laughs> I was gonna say Chancellor General, so, or it would be General So. Oh, yeah. General So, so yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be General So, yeah. Nice, Ryan. Lord nice. Bag of Rice and his sidekick General So. Okay, <laughs> it'd be like the story of Hamilton. Long, long ago, there lived in Japan a brave warrior known to all as Tawara Toda. Or, my lord, bag of rice. <laughs> His true name was... I don't know why, but I'm imagining, imagining <laughs> my lord, bag of rice, as, like, uh, Emperor Palpatine. But he's just, like, a sack of rice with, like, a cloak on. I mean, I guess that's what Emperor Palpatine looked like anyways. It's just a sack of rice. Yeah, it's just, like, a bag of rice wearing, a like, a king's robe. <laughs> my lord, bag of rice. His true name was Fujiwara. Hidesato. And there is a nice. very interesting story of how he came to change his name. Oh, I really want to know. Why would you want to change your name to My Lord Bag of Rice? <laughs> we'll find out. Well, right now. One day he sailed forth in search of adventures, for he had the nature Did you of say a... search, right? I did say search, Jacob. Hmm. That reminds me of our own podcast people <laughs> god dang good self-reference spread Jacob. the word everyone good self-reference there he had the nature of a warrior <laughs> and could not bear to be idle so he buckled on his two swords Ooh. took his huge bow so fucking much huge. taller than himself damn 
in his hand and slinging his quiver on his back started out. He had not gone far when he came to the bridge of Sedanokarashi, spanning one end of the beautiful Lake Biwa. No sooner had he set foot on the bridge than he saw lying right across his path a huge serpent dragon. Its body was so big that it looked like the trunk of a large pine tree, and it looked or took up the whole width of the bridge. One of its mm. huge penises rested <laughs> on the parapet of one side of the bridge. While its tail lay right against the other, the monster seemed to be asleep, and as it breathed, fire and smoke came out of its... What's that word there? <laughs> nostrils? Yeah. You've never seen nostrils no, spelled out? I've, I have. Okay. I was hoping you would say penis. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I I wasn't on as much of a juvenile mind track that you were. Oh, dang. I mean, I am a juvenile, so. <laughs> juvenile Ryan. Just... <laughs> juvenile Ryan. That was like me when I was actually younger. Can you be wow, a Wow, what you, a surprise. Can you Ryan. can you be a juvenile when you're when you're an adult? I don't think you can. Not technically, no. Yeah. So that's a word that just doesn't exist for us anymore. If we were a juvenile, we'd just be I mean, you can act a criminal. A, you can act the juvenile. That's You can act thing. the fool. Exactly. Yeah, they should redo that song and just say act the juvenile and see if they can fit in all the extra syllables. <laughs> Take that rappers. Checkmate. Checkmate rappers. <laughs> I've taken all of your bonds and now you've got nothing left. Okay. Okay, what came after it breathed fire and smoke out of its nostrils, right? You know, at first, Hidesato could not help feeling alarmed at the sight of this horrible reptile lying in his path, for he must either turn back or walk right over its body. He was a brave man, however, and putting aside all fear, went forward dauntlessly. Crunch, crunch. He stepped now on the dragon's body, now between its coils, and without even one glance backward, he went on his way. Mm. Yeah, he went on exciting. his way. This is really exciting. It's getting super exciting. You and there's to... only about 20 paragraphs left. <laughs> Maybe we should just skip to the end and see what happens. <laughs> okay, well... Okay, uh, there's a lot of dialogue coming up, so just... Uh, you want to do some dialogue real quick? Yeah. This is some yeah, dialogue yeah. from uh, <clears throat> my lord, Bag of Rice. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he is blah, 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 mortal man, wanders, strange, blah, 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 dragon, short space time, once you transform the man, hit the whole thing, blah, 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 will pass through his mind, come up the man on the bridge, and now... <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Go back up to it, Ryan. What? Was it you that called me just now? Yes. It was I, answered the man. (laughs) (laughs) I have an earnest request to make to you. Do you think that you can grant it to me? If it is in my power to do so, I will. But first, tell me who you are. Dragon King of the Lake, and my home is in these waters just under the bridge. And what is it you have to ask of me? I want you to kill my mortal enemy, the centipede. 
who lives all oh, the damn centipede he lives in the mountain beyond and the dragon king pointed to a high peak on the opposite shore of the lake that's where the, that's where it lives Ooh, this is a big old quote. This is a quote is a paragraph. I have lived now for many years in this lake, and I have a large family of children and grandchildren. For some time past, we have lived in terror for a monster. Centipede has discovered our home, and then night after night it comes and carries off one of my family. I am Ooh. powerless to save them. This if is it, some bad centipedes. If it goes on much longer like this, not only shall I lose all my children, but I myself must fall a victim to the monster. I am therefore very happy, and in my extremity I determine to ask help of a human being for many days with the intention I have waited on the bridge in the shape of a horrible serpent dragon that you saw in the hope that some strong brave man like yourself, would come along. But all who came this way, wink, as soon as they... <laughs> as soon as they saw me, you were terrified and ran away as fast as they could. You are the first man I have found able to look at me without fear, so I knew at once that you were a man of great courage. I beg you to have pity on me. Will you not help me? And kill me, my enemy, the centipede. Wink. This centipede. Yeah, he's killing his centipede already. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, you know, all who came this way because of the centipede. All right. Should we keep going with this story? <laughs> I don't Should, care. Do, I think I think we need to go go down a little ways. We need to skip forward in the story. The centipede, the centipede, those two balls of fire are its eyes. It's coming for its prey. Now it's the time to kill it. Oh, crap. The centipede's got two balls of fire in its eyes. Let's see. Let's skip forward a little bit and see what happens next. <laughs> Hisato, Hisato called to the dragon king to come out with him on the balcony. For the centipede was dead and he had nothing more to fear. Oh, look at that. Uh, look. Hisato did it. He killed the centipede. I, no, I think the centipede's eyes just like they were on fire and it burned so bad that he couldn't handle the pain and he just dropped. He dropped dead. Like mm. That's how the story went. It, I mean, if you skip all the stuff in the in-between, that's really what happened. Yeah, basically. Should we see what's right at the end? Do you want to you wanna end this this like uh, story out? I, I got you here, Ron. As the warrior stood in the porch talking to leave, a train of fish were suddenly transformed into a retinue of men all wearing ceremonial robes and dragon's crowns on their heads to show that they were servants of the great dragon king presents that they carried were as follow first large bond belt second bag rice third <laughs> roll of silk mm. fourth roll of silk <laughs> glass of milk it almost rhymes <laughs> A cooking pot. Mm. Fifth, a bell. Mm. Another bell, that is. Maybe that one wasn't bronze. <laughs> he didn't want to accept all the presents, uh, but Dragon King assistant, yeah, couldn't uh, refuse. Whatever. All right. I'm freaking dying of mm, roll of silk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I want to take that guy from Captain Novelin and, and put him into, like, a meme that just says roll of silk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, well, <clears throat> the single bag of rice uh, was taken day after day for meals, night and his whole family, blah, 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 never grew. Uh, the bag of rice was inexhaustible. Cool. S- roll silk, never grew shorter. Nice. Cooking pot was wonderful. Fame and his hot his fortune spread far and wide, and there was no need for him to spend money on rice or silk or firing. He became very rich and prosperous, and, uh... That's why he was henceforth known as the My Lord Bag of Rice. <laughs> That's why he's known as it. Well, we cleared it up there, Ryan. We yeah. uh, let everyone know why uh, he's called My Lord Bag of Rice. We did a really good job. It's not Here just on because people. Also, search for. Nailed it. We did it.